talk to you today about what it means to be immersed or baptized in the Holy Spirit. Immediately when you hear Holy Spirit, there's lots of questions about who the Holy Spirit is and what he does. Well, let me just help everybody. The Holy Spirit, watch this, is not an it. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the, everyone say it, Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you today about what it means to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. We have been talking about three different baptisms. Our theme verse in 1 John chapter 5, verse 8. Let me read it again. John, the apostle, says, And there are three that bear witness on earth. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. I love this scripture because I believe this scripture details and outlines these three baptisms. Baptism in Christ, baptism in water, and baptism in the Holy Spirit. As we begin this journey, I trust it's been a journey that all of you have enjoyed because a lot of people, when they come to faith in Christ, I don't think they really understand what took place. For example, week one I talked about Christianity is more than just being forgiven of your sin. You're actually placed in Christ. And then last week I talked about Christianity is an act of obedience where we actually submit and demonstrate to the world that we have been forgiven of our sins and that we identify with the body of Christ through water baptism. In the same way, I think a lot of people undersell, they, they, they underestimate the power of what it means to be, quote, baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah, I need the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I need a little bit of help. I, 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 I'm taking a test. So I'm going to pray to God. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit, your relationship with the Holy Spirit is essential for you not only to live a victorious Christian life, but to have power to be a witness for Christ. It's not like a side add-on. It is central. I need the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. We all need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Matter of fact, I, I remember when I gave my heart to Christ 35 years ago, there was actually a girl named Linda. And I've talked about Linda. There's actually two girls, Linda and Nicole. And they both led me to Christ and I went to this Bible study. It was a bunch of college kids. It was a wonderful time to gather together. And I'll never forget, after being a Christian for about three months, Linda called me and a friend of mine, Vince, over. And, uh, and we met with her. And, and she said, it's time for you, Steve, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to be honest. Right off the bat, I thought to myself, what are you talking about, Linda? I, I'm a Christian. I know God. My sins have been forgiven. I, I, I've been washed by the blood of Christ. And now you're telling me, you're telling me that I, quote, need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I got to tell you, that was a special night. She opened up the Bible, literally. She opened up the Bible and she started in the Old Testament. By the way, the Holy Spirit doesn't start appearing in the New Testament. Holy Spirit, actually, all the way back to Genesis 1, chapter 2, the Spirit of God is hovering over the face of the earth. And she brought me through Genesis, all the way through the Old Testament. Then she got in the Gospels. This is so powerful. Matthew and Mark and Luke and John. And, 
And, and I tell you, the more she talked about the Holy Spirit, I got to tell you, the hungrier I got for the power of the Holy Spirit. And then she got to the book of Acts. She started talking about the disciples and, and, and these first century believers, how they're baptized in the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. And then Acts chapter 4, they cry out to God and God fills them with the Holy Spirit again. And they speak the word with boldness. I'm going to tell you, I'm looking at Vince. Vince is looking at me. I'm like, man, I, I want the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. Man, we went through Acts chapter 8 and Acts chapter 10 and Acts chapter 19 and people are being filled with the Holy Spirit and filled. And I'm going to tell you something. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that's why as a church, we don't apologize teaching the Bible because whatever the topic is, whatever I'm teaching on, I believe that faith is being stirred in your heart. Faith is being built in your heart. And that's why I teach series like this. What it means to be baptized in Christ, baptized in water, and baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, that night was a powerful night because when Linda prayed for us, something supernatural. I, I believe this with all of my heart. I believe that was the night where I can look back and say, that was the first time I can actually say, I, I sense the power of God in my life and I sense this, this immersion in the Holy Spirit. Now, now let me teach you guys something. This is so important. I want everyone to hear me, every one of our locations. There is what I would call a pattern in the Bible, but not a formula. I'm very, very careful to say God is a God of patterns, but not formulas. And let me explain what I mean by that. This is important because a lot of people think, well, you know, Pastor Steve, like, how's this work? You know, like, so, so in the Bible, you know, so I get saved. But let me explain the pattern of God, all right? The book of Acts, it's very clear. Primarily, we see people giving their hearts to Christ. Then we see people submitting to water baptism. And then we see what's called a subsequent work where people open up their hearts, they cry out to God, and they are, watch this, baptized in the Holy Spirit. Watch this. They come to Christ, then they submit to water baptism, and then they're filled with the Holy Spirit. And by the way, that's not a one-time experience. Now, why do you say it's a pattern and not a formula? Well, if you say it's a formula right off the bat, you put more faith in a formula rather than God himself. Let me give an example, because there's exceptions in the Bible. Cornelius, Acts chapter 10. Matter of fact, he was an Italian. That's what he was, all the Italians. Man, this is powerful. And his heart was open to God, and Peter came and preached to, to him. And, and when he got saved, watch this. The Bible says the day that he got saved, the Holy Spirit fell upon him, and he was actually saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit, and there was a release of his prayer language all in one moment. So we got to be careful at times saying that there's a formula. You get saved, then you get baptized, then you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, there's a pattern of that in Scripture, but you got to be careful saying it's a formula. Let me give you another example. The guy on the cross. The guy that was dying on the cross. He, he, he was. Remember, there was three people that day. Jesus was in the middle. There was a guy on one side... It's kind of chiding Jesus, and he's starting to mock this whole thing. And if you're the son of God, why don't you get yourself down and help us? But the other guy, but the other guy over here, 
Hey, man, you don't know what you're talking about. And this guy began to repent of his sin. And, and Jesus looked at him and said, today you're with me in paradise. What's the point? He got saved. He was never water baptized. And as far as we know, let me just say this. I don't, there was no other recorded thing where he cried out and there was a power that came upon his life. And there was a release of his spiritual language or spiritual gifts. But we do know he went to heaven for eternity. So I want to be careful to say, I'm going to present to you what's called a biblical pattern, but it's not a formula. That I see in scripture, people give their hearts to Christ, then they're water baptized, and there's a subsequent experience where you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. But I want to quickly note, that's not a one-time thing. We should be filled and filled and filled again. All right, so I want to jump into the scripture here. If you have your Bible... I'm going to ask you to open up to Acts chapter 8. The book of Acts chapter 8. I want to clarify a couple things before I read the scripture. I know there's so many new people at our church, and particularly when I'm teaching on something like this, this may be completely new to you. By the way, just like it was to me three months after being a Christian. Some of you have been Christians for a long time, and you think, Pastor, I've never really heard teaching on the Holy Spirit. I've never really heard about all this. I want to be very careful to qualify. You come to Christ once. You are, quote, placed in Christ, baptized in Christ one time. If you're a believer, you should be baptized one time in water. Yes, there's an initial baptism in the Holy Spirit, but you should be, quote, immersed in the Holy Spirit and filled with the Holy Spirit over and over and over. You're not getting resaved, you're getting refilled with power. Everybody say pattern. I see a pattern in the scripture, not a formula. The second thing I want to qualify is this when you give your heart to Jesus Christ, the moment you give your heart to Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of you. There are some Christian traditions that think, well, you know what? You know, until somebody lays hands on you, you don't have the Holy Spirit. No, there's a release of power that may come upon you when someone does that. But the moment you give your heart to Christ, the Bible says your body becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit. So that's important for me to know. First Corinthians chapter six, the moment you come to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit of God comes up, comes in you and takes up residence. Watch this. First Corinthians chapter six, verse 19. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own. Why is this important? Every believer in Jesus Christ, whether you've been saved one minute, one hour, one day, one year, it doesn't matter. The moment you come to Christ, the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you. By the way, it's the Holy Spirit that gives you power over sin. It's the Holy Spirit that, that produces the character of Christ, the nine fruits of the Spirit on the inside of you. It's the Holy Spirit that will speak to you on the inside. It's the Holy Spirit that will give you that red light or green light or yellow light. It's the Holy Spirit of God. So every believer, every believer in Jesus Christ, every true follower of Christ has the Holy Spirit on the inside of it. And yet, And yet we see an experience in the Word of God there is an experience in God's word where the Holy Spirit doesn't just live on the inside of you. Watch this. But the Holy Spirit comes upon you. There's a baptism in the Holy Spirit. Baptism in Christ. Baptism in water. Baptism with the Holy Spirit. In the Spirit. With the Spirit. Of the Spirit. I'm not going to get hung up on the prepositions. 
It's, there's an immersion in the Spirit of God. Yeah. Matter of fact, the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 5 explains this experience. Listen to what the writer says. For John truly baptized you with water, but you shall be, here it is, you shall be, there's the word, baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. In other words, watch this. You shall be immersed in the Holy Spirit. Immersed in Christ when you become a Christian. Immersed in water when you submit to water baptism. But there is an experience where you're immersed in the power of Almighty God. And i got to tell you something. If there's ever a time when we need to be freshly baptized in the Holy Spirit, given where our culture is, where our society is, because of our need to be a bold witness for Christ, it is now. We need the power of Jesus Christ. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you, we need, I need it. Not as a pastor, yes, as a pastor, but as a Christian. I need to be immersed in the power of God. Acts chapter 8, verse 9, Acts chapter 8, verse 9 through 17 gives us, in my opinion, one of the clearest depictions of the pattern in Scripture of how people, watch this, are saved, water baptized, and then baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's all right here. Salvation, water baptism, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the pattern. It's not a formula, but it's a pattern. By the way, and we should have a biblical, a healthy biblical expectation for every one of these things to be operative in our life as New Testament believers. All right, here we go. Acts chapter 8, verse 9. How many of y'all excited about this? I am super pumped up about this. All right, here we go. It's so clear. And I want to say some of you that are new in Christianity, you're new, whether it's new coming to Church of the King and you recently give your heart to Christ, this teaching is transformational. We all need a fresh infilling of the power of God. Acts chapter nine, Acts chapter eight, verse nine. But there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great. To whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the great power of God. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. Verse 12. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. He preached Christ to them. Philip was an evangelist. He was one of the early evangelists in the New Testament church. And he's preaching Jesus to them. He's down in what's called Samaria. The gospel is now moving out of just strictly a Jewish context, and it's going into Samaria, which were half Assyrians, half Jewish people. And Philip was preaching Christ, and people are getting saved, they're giving their hearts to Christ, but watch what happens here. But they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, and, watch this, both Men and women, isn't this powerful? Men and women were being what? Come on, everybody say it. Baptized. They're being baptized in water. 
Pastor Steve, when should I get baptized in water? As quick as you can after you give your heart to Christ. I want to say that to everybody that's watching. Believer's baptism, it's for people that have trusted Christ. And you and I should voluntarily submit ourselves to baptismal waters. Why? Because it's an act of obedience that we're identifying with the death and the burial and the resurrection of Christ and the body of Christ. So they're, they're, they're giving their hearts to Christ and they're being water baptized. So watch this. This is so important. This is a pattern here. The Bible says, Then Simon himself also believed, and he was baptized. And he continued with Philip, and he was amazed, seeing the miracles and the signs which were done. Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John down to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the what? Everyone say it. Holy Spirit. For as yet, he had fallen upon none of them. I'm going to pause there for a moment. Remember this. Every true Christian that has confessed Christ their Savior, the Holy Spirit lives in them. But when somebody is baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's not just the Holy Spirit in you. It's you're actually immersed in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit falls upon you. You're clothed with power. Why? To be a witness for Christ. Watch this. The Bible is very clear. It says, Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they came down for them, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then, Peter and John, this is important. Peter and John get down there and they go, guys, have you guys, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit since you've, been, since you've trusted Christ your Savior? Well, I said, man, I, I tell you, I, I mean, we're, we're saved. You're, you're absolutely saved. Well, we're, I mean, aren't we like going to heaven? Absolutely. Hey, by the way, by the way, by the way, Peter, 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 we've been water baptized too. It was amazing. We were at Church of the King. We got a t-shirt. We got in the back. No, it was amazing. So we're saved. We're going to heaven. We're water baptized. We're publicly identifying with Christ and with the family of God. And then Peter and John go, yeah, but, 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 but time out. You're missing something. Well, what am I missing? You, you, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You need to be clothed with power. You need to be filled with the dunamis power of God. Why? Because we live in a broken culture. There's so much sin and there's so much pain around. And you need to be clothed with power. In other words, you need to be immersed in the Holy Spirit so that you can be a witness for Christ. Oh, wow. I, Peter, if, if, if that, I, I didn't know, I didn't know this was available. By the way, that's where some Christians are today. I say that respectfully. I didn't know there was a baptism in the Holy Spirit. I, I, I mean, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. I've been water baptized. I, I may even be in a small group. But now you're saying that I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says this. It's so powerful. Watch these. These two apostles. Watch what they did. The Bible says, then they laid hands on them. They laid hands on them. And they received the Holy Spirit. Watch this. 
What we know as Christians, the Holy Spirit was in them. No one can call Jesus Lord except the Spirit of God in them, the Bible says. But the Holy Spirit now comes upon them. Here's my question to you. Has the Holy Spirit come upon you? Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Listen, have you been clothed with the power of God? Have you been immersed in the power of the Holy Spirit? That experience is available to every single Christian. And by the way, it's not a one-time experience. I think back in my life where the different times where I've struggled and different times I've struggled even standing for Christ. As a matter of fact, let me get real practical here. The first three months, I talk about I became a Christian in October 27, 1987. That I was actually 18 for one more month. I don't talk about this much, but for the first three months, watch this. The first three months, quite honestly, there was still some struggle. There was still some things I was coming out of the world. Man, I was so deep in sin. And, and those first three months, I can go back and I can remember the night where Linda talked about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I can mark that night. My friend Vince and I were with her. And I'm telling you, and, and by the way, after she shared all the, about the scripture on the Holy Spirit, Steve, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Man, you need the power of the Spirit in your life. And I cried out to God. I remember putting my hands out. And I said, Linda, just pray with us. I want the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I can honestly say from that moment on, some of the things that were holding me back literally were broken off of my life. And by the way, my witness for Christ among my friends I get around my friends, you know, ah, man, pull me back into the world, pull me back into partying. Three or four times after I got saved, I, I, I kind of got in some compromised situations. Why? Because I lacked the dynamic power of the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And I got to say this, I got to say this, something changed in me. There was a new power. And I want to say this to everyone that's listening to me. Could it be that the power that you need in your life is you opening up to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yes, you're saved. Yes, Christ is in you. But there's a release of power, a power to stand, power to say no to some of the things that you know you should be saying no to. And by the way, power to say yes to the things that open up your bright future in God. That night when Linda prayed with me, it was a substantial moment where I can go back I can go back and say, something changed. I'm going to tell you what it was. It's someone I encountered in a dynamic way. There is a supernatural endowment and enablement of power that is available to every single Christian. <laughs> and by the way, it's not a one-time experience. Yes, I do believe there's an initial baptism with the Holy Spirit. Yes, but then there's repeated infillings. I don't get hung up on terminologies. What I would say is I need to be immersed in the Holy Spirit on a Monday, immersed on a Tuesday, immersed. I'm not getting resaved, but I am getting refilled. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. The word there for filled is a Greek verb that speaks of a continuous present action. In other words, you could say it this way. Paul would say this. Here it is. Be continually being filled with the Spirit. Pastor, how often do you need to be filled with the Spirit? I need to be filled with the Spirit all the time. 
You know, it's funny. People get hung up on this term. Well, Pastor Steve, when I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit, like, do I get more of God or does like he get more of me? Yes. Does it really matter if it's about you healing so God gets more of you or you healing so you get more of God? Who cares? The question is, is more of God saturating your life? That's all I care about. Is there more of the presence and fragrance of Jesus coming out of your life in your character? Is there more of a power to stand for Christ in a culture that is going the wrong way? Is there more of the Holy Spirit immersed in your soul prior to you asking? That's the question. Pastor, why are you passionate about this? Because there's so many defeated Christians. There's so many people, and maybe that's where you are. Maybe you are where I was those first three months as a Christian, knowing I'm going to heaven. I've been water baptized. I talked about that in our previous message last week, but, but there, was a, there was a dynamic power. Linda taught me how to be filled with the Holy Spirit, how to be filled with the power of Almighty God. The question that I often get as a pastor is why? Why the need for the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And I would say this, people from time to time come to me and they'll say to me, Pastor, you know what? I just feel dry in my life. I just feel like my life is not, I, feel, I don't feel like I'm growing. I feel a little bit stagnant. And I want to quickly say to them as a pastor, respectfully, but I want to say to them, could it be, could it be the reason why you feel dry is because you have forgotten that Christianity, watch this, is a giving out relationship. In other words, Christianity is not a consumer relationship. It's actually a contributor relationship. In other words, we receive from God. We have one hand to receive from God, but we also have another hand to give out to other people. And so many times in my life where I feel like I've gotten dry, I feel like things are not going the way I want, I'm telling where it is. It's because we just think that this is all. Well, pastor, I thought being filled with the Holy Spirit is about, being, is about just feeling good. Well, let me just help everybody. God does not fill you with the Holy Spirit just to feel good. He fills you with the Holy Spirit to give you power to be a witness for Christ. And in the process of doing that, guess what? The net result is you do feel good. Matter of fact, I don't know if there's a better feeling in the world when you've led one of your friends to Jesus Christ. How many of y'all believe that's a powerful thing? Come on. I, I believe that with all my heart. I had the privilege of leading Vince to Christ. I had the privilege of leading a number of my friends to Christ. Not just when I got saved, but over through the years. Not just initially, that first year or so, but through the years. And, and here's the point. Matter, matter of fact, I, you guys have heard me mention Pastor Doug. Pa Pastor Doug, who is a, uh, at our Little Creek campus, one of our great pastors. He's on our lead team. He's He's been, he's been walking with me for 35 years. And I'll never forget when Doug told me this. I'd been a Christian right at about a year. And he said, Steve, he says, listen, man, our group, our small group is going to multiply. And you need, you need to step out and lead a group. I'm like, Doug, you don't understand something. I need to get some more traction. Like, I need some more time. He said, no, 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 you're ready. I'm like, I'm ready. I said, I've not been to Bible school. You don't need to go to Bible school. Do you know who Jesus is? Yes. Are you saved? Yes. Can you tell people the difference between the Old Testament and New Testament? Can you read the lesson that the church provides? Yes. And he says, but, and here's what he told me. He says, just remember, this is really going to make you press into God to get more of God so you can give more of him away. I wonder why, Christians, I wonder why oftentimes we're dry. Could it be 
that we have forgotten that the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is God fills you with power for the purpose of giving it away. So I want to finish with this. I want to talk to you very quickly. All right, Pastor, I see it. I, I understand as we finish this series that, that it's important for me, me to be immersed in Christ when I give my heart to Jesus Christ. I am placed in Christ. I'm a new man. I'm a new, for you ladies, a new woman in God. You're a new person in God. And then I voluntarily submit to the baptismal waters and I publicly declare that I'm a new person identify with the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and identify with the body of Christ. Water baptism. Baptized in Christ, baptized in water. And now, and now I'm realizing that, that I need to not only be baptized in the Holy Spirit, but I need to every day cry out to God, Lord, fill me afresh. As a matter of fact, I, I, you guys, I, I've done this. I shouldn't probably tell you all this, but I, I've done from time to time this little diet program. And, um, and the diet program, this is really cool. The diet program, they give you five things that you can eat a day. Five. Primarily bars, but there's other little things you can do. Now watch this. Let me tell you what they're called. You guys ready for this? Fuelings. Just think about that for a minute. And those of you that are doing the same program going, I didn't know Pastor Steve did that. I know what y'all, I know what y'all think. But I thought about this. Can I tell you something? If we need five fuelings a day of these bars, how much more do we need five infillings from the power of the Holy Spirit to equip us to be what God calls us to be? Come on, how many of y'all believe that would be God's will? So when you think of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, let me tell you what it is. When you think of being filled, they're fuelings. You got a big challenge on the job. God's calling you to make a stand for Christ. Challenge with a child, challenge in your marriage, challenge just living for God on a college campus. Can I tell you what you need? You need a fresh fueling of the Holy Spirit. God will fill you and baptize you and immerse you in his power for a purpose. So let me finish. How then, pastor, am I baptized with the Holy Spirit? Or... How am I continually filled with the Holy Spirit? All right? Some of you, language-wise, that may be better to understand. I'm, how am I immersed on a daily basis in the Holy Spirit? Number one, ask. Everybody say, ask. I simply ask. You must ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 11, verse 11. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? God's a good God, and he wants to help us. God wants to fill us. Watch this. Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? If he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Isn't that powerful? How much more? Will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those that ask Him? I don't know about your relationship with your father. Maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't good. And maybe you feel like, man, my, my father never helped me in life. My father, just when I thought one thing was coming, it kind of flipped on me in the end, and 
He was erratic, unstable. I, I don't know what, I don't really know what it was, but I'm going to tell you, you have a heavenly father. If you've trusted Christ as your savior, you, you have a heavenly father that's consistent, by the way, that is stable, that is consistent, and is persistent in pursuing you. And all you've got to do is ask. You've got to ask. You know, asking is an interesting concept. It's a posture of openness. You know, if you ask somebody for something, can I have, can I have that? Have you ever been at like a cafeteria line, you know, and I don't know where it is. I know they don't have as many as, as they used to have, but, you know, and you ask, can I, can I have some of that? You're in a posture. It doesn't matter how good that food is, and that person really, want, really, really wants to give it to you. But there is an interchange there. There is an interface. It doesn't matter. I wonder how many times we're, we're, we're walking down that, that, that cafeteria line, and, and it's like God's on one side, and we're here, and God's saying, I got this for you. All you got to do is ask. One of the things that I like to do after I, I read my Bible first, actually, I, I start my coffee. I, I am so, I do rituals. You know what I'm saying? It's like I start my coffee. I do it the night before. It's a little percolator pot. Not sophisticated like y'all cappuccino. It's just like a little, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's just black coffee, a little bit of cream, a little bit of sugar. I, I plug that in. I go, I've got my life journal. Watch this. And I read my Bible. It takes about 30, 35 minutes. Some of the Old Testament, some of the New Testament. And then I pray. And you want to know how I start off my prayer time? Just about every day. Is I put my hands open and I just begin to ask. Jesus, and I just come before the Lord. I just, Jesus, I just, I need you. And one of the big prayers that I pray, Jesus, I just need a fresh infilling of your spirit. And Father, fill me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. And I... I've, I've, I've got prayer requests. I've got, I got all kinds of stuff. I've got notebooks. I've got journals. I've got all kinds of stuff. But, but, but I'm going to tell you something. I've got to come back every day. I'm not getting resaved. It's a fueling. It's a, it's a fueling. I, I, I've got challenges today that are bigger than me. Does anybody have challenges today that are bigger than them? Problems that are bigger than them? I know I do. And I can't figure it out. I can't, I can't, I can't rash. I can't, my brain's not big enough to figure out a, a solution to all the challenges that I have. But God is. And there's times I feel just, I feel just broken inside. I feel like, ah, oh. but, but I'm going to tell you when I just, and there's something about hands. I know some people freak out about hands at Church of King. By the way, it's in the Bible, <laughs> lifting up of holy hands. <laughs> but there's something about a posture of just openness and and where you just open your hands to God. Matter of fact, in just a moment, our campus pastors are going to lead everybody through a time. And our altars are going to be open where we, we'd love to be able to pray with you. All of our, we've got trained workers at all of our campuses where, where, where you can just come up. And you can just open your hands like this and just say, I, I need prayer. I, I want to be filled afresh with the Holy Spirit. So, so number one is ask. Let, let me tell you the second one and we'll close. Here it is. Number two, real simple, receive. Just receive. Therefore, I say to you, whatever you ask, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Let me tell you what God's not going to do. God's not going to force himself on anybody. He's not. 
God never, this is important, during this life, as long from the moment you were born all the way to your last breath, there's never a moment where he coerces you to surrender your heart to Jesus Christ. Never. Never. It's voluntary. Whoever bows their knee, confesses Christ. Can I tell you something? Let me tell you something. And nor is he going to force the gifts of the Spirit on you. You've got to receive. You've got to receive the power of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. I lift my hands to the Lord and say, Jesus, fill me afresh with your Spirit. And I'm going to tell you, there's times that I'll just begin to sing to the Lord. I'm not a great, I don't have a great voice. It's kind of raspy like my preaching voice, but, and I'll just lift my voice to God and, and I'll just begin to sing to the Lord and I'll just, I'll just begin to release to the Lord all that's in my heart and cry out to God and, 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 and just the, the power of the Spirit. There's a release. Pastor Steve, what are the evidences, by the way, of being filled with the Spirit? It's a release of the gifts of the Spirit, a prayer language, the power of the Spirit, the love of Jesus, the joy of Jesus, the grace of Jesus. In other words, in other words, the, the moment before you pray that prayer, there's something different. The moment after you pray that prayer and you receive, you receive a fresh infilling of the Spirit of God. And by the way, you're never the same. You need a refueling. You need a refueling. I need a refueling. Everybody say, ask. Everybody say, receive. Matter of fact, I'm going to ask our campus pastors to come up in just a moment. All, all of our locations, those online as well. And we're going we're gonna, to, in just a moment, release people to go. But this is a special moment where our altar is going to be open for people that want prayer. You know, Peter and John... He laid hands on them. You don't have to have hands laid on you to receive a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. But sometimes it just helps for the body of Christ to just agree with you in faith. This building, all of our locations, they're going to be holy sanctuaries unto the Lord. And our team's going to be here. And I'm just going to, in just a moment, give it back to the campus pastors. And they're going to give you some instructions. I'm believing God wants to fill you afresh not just today, but tomorrow, the next day. But our altar is going to be open. Can I just pray for you right now? Lord Jesus, I thank you. Lord, we just open our hands to you right now. We open our hearts to you right now. Just right where you're sitting, right there. Just with your eyes closed, just, just open your hands. Jesus, fill us afresh with your spirit. God, we're thirsty. We're hungry. There's challenges in our life bigger than us today. And we need a fresh refueling of the Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Amen. 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 Man, what a powerful message. And listen, if you're out there right now and maybe God's stirring something in your heart, maybe you're feeling led to dive deeper into relationship with the Holy Spirit. Well, I want to encourage you right now to engage with our online host team. They would love to talk with you and to pray with you as you begin this journey of diving deeper into relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yes, and maybe you're giving your life to Jesus right now. If you are, I just want to say a big congratulations. You were set free, you were made new, you were forgiven and loved. And we are so excited to walk alongside you as you start this new journey with Christ. And I just wanted to let you know that there's going to be some information on the screen or in the chat room right now. And this is where you can provide a little bit more information about yourself. Tell us your story. And then we will be able to give you some resources that will help you as you start this new journey. 
And maybe you're out there and you've been walking with the Lord for a while and now you're finding yourself asking more and more, how can I give back? How can I engage and not just be a spectator, but be engaged in furthering the good news of Jesus? Well, let me encourage you with something. Maybe our online dream team is exactly where you need to be. You can join by going through our next steps classes, which are on demand available at any time that fits your schedule. And you can join our online dream team and use your talents and your God-given abilities to connect and serve God's people. We'd love to have you. Yes, and we cannot wait to see how God uses you as you take this next step. And we can't wait to kick off this new message series next week called Conquer Impossibilities. Same time, same place. Have a great week. We love you guys.